You're listening to At Home and Abroad here on Irish Radio Canada and we heard there from uh, Irish Minister Sean Kenny on the trade mission that recently came to Canada with Irish companies and on that trade mission was the Canadian ambassador to Ireland, Kevin Vickers and we've chatted with Kevin before but it's not the first trade delegation that uh, has come recently and that the ambassador has participated on. Thanks a million ambassador for taking the time and chatting. Well thank you very much. So um, trade is very much part, an important part of the relationship between Canada and Ireland and uh, while you would have a vested interest in helping I uh, Canadian companies get their feet into the Irish market, bilateral is very important and building the relationship. So for you to participate in a, in a mission like this you see it as very, very important. Absolutely. Uh, Canada and Ireland, we have about uh, 2.8 billion in trade annually. A good portion of that is in Ireland's favor. Um, but more importantly, um, you know, the world is changing. Uh, Ireland sits next door to a relatively large sized economy, the UK. And of course, we sit uh, right next door to one of the world's largest economies is the United States of America. In both those markets, uh, the UK, if you have Brexit, the uh, United States, uh, it's increasingly challenging to know which direction uh, they may be going. So it's a really opportune time for Canada and, and Ireland to, to reach out to one another and to diversify their economies and to build on you know, the wonderful cultural and historical links that we, that we, that we share. I know, Ambassador, that recently there were some announcements of major investment by Canadian firms in Irish firms, uh, Irving Oil among them, and a variety of others. Um, that has been in your tenure in, in Dublin as well, that has happened. Yeah, I was really happy to be able to be uh, part of uh, Irving's move into Cork. They purchased the uh, Whitegate uh, refinery, which is Ireland's only uh, oil and gas uh, refinery. But uh, what was interesting for me in that was uh, having a chance to meet uh, a fellow New Brunswicker, Mr. Arthur Irving, and uh, what I heard from him I thought was very positive in that he talked about having an Atlantic strategy uh, for his company, an Atlantic uh, uh, basin we referred to. So uh, it, sounds, it sounded to me that uh, this was one of uh, a number of moves that he's making uh, on the North Atlantic and um, I think there's probably um, other opportunities to come uh, flowing from, from Irving's strategy uh, what they're doing and they're great corporate citizens I know the, uh, they're, they're, they're wonderful supporters of the community events I've already received uh, very positive uh, comments from uh, different people in the, uh, the city of Cork how uh, generous the Irving's been in supporting community initiatives in, in that uh, area of Ireland. So it's, uh, for me, it's a real wonderful, uh, wonderful, uh, wonderful story. And there's been some other big ones and more quieter ones. Uh, Vermilion Oil and Gas, uh, they were up in the Carrick Gas Field up in, uh, with Shell up in, uh, off the coast of Mayo. Mm -hmm. uh, they actually had invested a billion dollars, Canadian, uh, into that field, developing that field responsible for creating a thousand jobs in the Belmont area and uh, now uh, you know that company uh, if you look at their share price it's doing very very well and obviously for the uh, 
rural economy of, of a place like uh, Belmillet and Mayo, it's, it's great news to have those jobs and, and uh, the community prospering because of uh, that type of investment. And as far as I recall, it was a Canadian firm bought out Topaz. Yes, uh, Couchetard. It's, it's, it's named uh, uh, Couchetard, for your listeners, in French is uh, Sleeping Late. So it's a store, a convenience store that's open, 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 open late. But it's a, a Montreal-based uh, uh, firm, is from what I know of it. And uh, yeah, they purchased up all the uh, all the Topaz gas stations. In, in and there has been a lot of collaboration on in the arts, particularly in uh, the movie sector. And the uh, oh, Irish Film Board in Canada yeah, yeah, have been collaborating. Each, yeah, it, that's probably one of the most. Uh, striking things that I've witnessed in the last year or so, just the amount of activity in uh, Irish Film Award and Irish Film Documentary Companies collaborating together with Canadian uh, film and documentary uh, and it's it's really paying off dividends uh, just a couple of years ago now when we had Emma O'Donoghue mm-hmm. uh, down in uh, London Harrow, she's an, an Irish born uh, Canadian uh, and she actually, of course, wrote the book Room, and uh, I think that won a female Oscar, uh, Best Actress mm-hmm. uh, Oscar Award. Brooklyn was another uh, Canadian-Irish uh, collaboration, so it really puts the spotlight on both countries that uh, you know we collaborated together and. and uh, things resulting in that. And while that would be main uh, big screen TV, I understand as well that the animation sector is collaborating very strongly. Hugely so. Hugely so. And um, there's a large number of, uh, of companies that are think um, you have to forgive me I, I uh, haven't got a handle on the names of all of them but just recently uh, a Toronto based company and a Club Kenny based company uh, got together and are, are going to uh, hook up with one another and, mm-hmm. and do joint projects. Uh, yeah. Now, under CETA, uh, it will allow for a lot of uh, bilateral um, trade, which, in effect, uh, a, a lot of bilateral trade, which, in effect, will uh, enable uh, duty-free goods from both sides to uh, cross the Atlantic and I know from an Irish perspective we'd be looking to find out when are we getting our tatos uh. yeah. <laughs> no no it's, it's, it's so wonderful uh, CETA you know, it should be uh, being uh, applied provisionally uh, probably uh, <coughs> within the next couple of weeks and uh, so right off the bat you're going to see a reduction in tariffs of about 98% uh, and then within seven years, almost the complete elimination of duty and tariffs on, on most goods. So it's it's going to be a great win for uh, Ireland. It's going to be a great win for Canada. I know there's some nervousness, there's some trepidation about it, but I think once uh, citizens from both countries see the benefits that it's going to bring, um, and there's some education, you know, for example, and I'll give you one quick, quick uh Shop you read that uh, the CETA will have a huge impact on the Irish beef industry. Well, the facts are, right now, today, Canada can supply 15,000 metric tons of beef to the EU. Canada can't supply it. They, they cannot fill They don't it. have the capacity. They don't have the quota and the uh, regulations around uh, emitting uh, beef into European uh, into Union is a complicated one. 
which makes it less economically viable for a Canadian farmer to get involved. Right. Now with CETA, they're going to be able to uh, export into the EU 60,000 metric tons, four times the amount today. But as I just reminded you, they can't they can fill the 15,000 now. But even if they were able to uh, fill the 60,000 metric tons of CETA, or of, of, of uh, beef, that would represent 0.4 of 1% of the total EU market. Right. So it, like it has In other absolutely words, the, the, no worry, the warriors have nothing to worry about. Exactly. Right. exactly. Um, so, Ambassador, also, uh, would you say that you have seen in your short tenure there a greater awareness within Ireland even of the Canadian relationship? Well, you know, if, uh, I, you know it's always been such a uh, you know, historic relationship, and you know, especially since uh, the, the crash, the economic downturn after the, the Celtic Tiger, uh, Canada opened up its borders again to Irish youth, and uh, we have a work experience program where uh, people in Ireland from the, between the ages of 18 and 35 can come to Canada for two years to do whatever they wish mm-hmm. on, a, on a work experience uh, uh, visa. And the numbers of those in the first year, they, they, were, they were immediately taken up by the Irish youth within hours of their release or availability. Um, the last couple of years, it's, the pace has slowed down, which shows that Ireland's economy uh, is, is improving. But just having that uh, concentration of youth over here in Canada and the number of parents that from Ireland that come over here and, and visit their, their child when they're, or young one when they're, when they're over here, it just further strengthens that bond between the between the two uh, the two uh, the two countries. So you know, it's it's just uh, you know. Well, and well, here's another example uh, and a good example for your listeners. Um, the number of Canadian tourists going to Ireland since 2012 has over doubled. Last year, there was over 200,000 Canadian visitors to Ireland. Uh, and this is because of the new, all the new airline connections. And mm-hmm. I, was, I was telling the uh, the group this morning, uh, Air Canada just announced, in anticipation of the business that Seed is going to bring, they are now going to introduce effective October 30th, a full mainline status airline uh, between Dublin and, and so yeah. So you see a reduction in Air Canada Rouge and the implementation of this mainline mainline flight uh, between between the two countries, offering business class and. All, the, all that you see in a, in a regular flight. And Air Inglis as well is putting on a larger aircraft this summer because the demand for freight between the two countries, which is indicative of trade, is increasing. Yeah. So Ambassador, you're, you've been living in Dublin now for about two and a half years and a European city is very different than a North American city and um, there's a buzz that you never get. Yeah. It doesn't matter whether it's Ottawa or even if it's down in, in New Brunswick. Do you think when the day comes and it's time to come home that you'll be saying, I don't want to leave this place. <laughs> no, and, and uh, it's, it's not uh, Dublin so much. And I do love Dublin. Uh, I love run a lot of the place where I have. I have a local uh, Humphreys, uh, which I uh, get out and see whenever I, I they can. They should be you royalty. Yeah, they've been, treat, they've been treating me very well there, you know. And, uh, it's always it's always wonderful to go down and meet friends, and we're such an eclectic group from doctors to architects to truck drivers yeah. and, 
and it's all <coughs> in particular I, I really love getting out to rural Wyoming right I've been doing some sailing now with some friends at a Convera Dr. Mike Brogan yeah uh, uh Kerlin from uh, from uh, Castle Bar and Seamus Bayfreight from uh, Karna it's been uh, it's been a real experience going out with the guys and, and uh, sailing the Irish hooker on the west coast of uh, the west coast of Ireland. You haven't um, taken the time, other than to um, manage some greetings, but you haven't gone out to the Iron Islands to take an immersion course in the Irish language yet. No, I have a few now. You know, uh, when I usually when I first start off with the meeting in Irish cloud, I always start with Falcha and Dee uh, Macodja. And I also say, Isos Canada May. I'm from Canada. Yeah, sure. And uh, it's always very well appreciated, oh. especially on the West Coast, in, yes. the, in, in the small villages that they still speak uh, Irish as a main primary language. Yes. It's, it's very much appreciated. And in the West Coast, of course, as well, and given that you're from the Miramichi, uh, traditional music has a rich heritage. And mm -hmm. you would have come across in your trips down to Kinvara and other parts of the West many similarities I'm sure in oh, the people it, down there as it is, back home. It's absolutely scary and you know uh, especially the West Cork people I mean you could be in Marmashi or if you're in Marmashi you could be in Bantry or Goldeen or Dremelee. I mean it's You mean it's if I go back down to Marmashi I might meet my wife again? <laughs> <laughs> you very well would. Uh, you know but the names are all the same the Driscolls, the McCarthy's, the Walsh's uh, Shanahan, you know, Butler, Ryan. Yeah. Uh, they're all the names are there, and not only the names, but as I always say, they, they look like one another, they talk one another, their mannerisms are the same. It's they insult you just as good. Yeah, it's just as wonderful, yeah. <laughs> Indeed. And Pastor Kevin Vickers, I want to thank you for taking the time. It's been great catching up with you, and uh, we'll get to catch up again at another time, I'm sure. God bless. Thanks.